welcome to season two of a leader like me podcast. My name is Advita Patel and I'm an internal communications and employee experience consultant based in Manchester. And I'm Priya Bates. I'm president of Inner Strength Communication based in Toronto, Canada. We're co-founders of A Leader Like Me. A Leader Like Me is a community to help underrepresented people progress in their careers. And we also help people progress on diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging for everyone. We hope you enjoy the conversation this season. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of our Leader Like Me podcast. And today we actually took part in Comms Heroes Conference, which is a week-long event for communication practitioners. And I think it's run, well, I don't think, I know it's run by We Are Resource, but I think it's global. Uh, Isn't it, Priya? I think they have people from across the globe joining the conversation. And it's it's a pretty famous event in the comms calendar. Uh, So Priya and I had the opportunity today to speak with some of the guests uh, for Comms Hero around EDI and the support internal communication practitioners and professionals can give to this work. And it's a really interesting conversation. It was the first, it was one of the first times we didn't really use a presentation deck um, because we wanted to have an informal chat with the people who were tuned in. And is it, I, I acknowledge it's difficult online to do this because inclusion requires an element of trust and it does yes. require connection and you know and people need to feel comfortable to an extent to be open enough and feel safe as well to be open enough to ask questions because one of the things that surprises us quite frequently on these kind of sessions that we do is that not many people ask questions um, yes. And, and I really- think we asked uh, we asked a poll during uh, at yeah. the beginning of our session, and the the question that we asked the audience was how comfortable are you talking about inclusion in your organizations? And they uh, it was thirty percent who said they were comfortable, were very comfortable, and then there was another seventy percent. In fact, it started peaking up to about 73 percent that said we're okay. We're not quite sure. We're sitting in the middle uh, on the fence about how we talk about inclusion, which I think is good news for the book that we're writing. (laughs) If everybody was comfortable, we may have, we may be embarking on the project. We'd be selling no books whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good for us. It's good to know that people are either on the fence or a little bit uncomfortable or you know I've still got curious curiosity around it but one of the questions that was asked in the conversation was around leadership and how do we convince persuade you know help guide coach our leaders to pay attention to inclusion and equity diversity and how do we do that as communicators because there's lots of leaders who are probably performative I would say or may pretend to care because they know that if they don't they may be called out for it Uh, and let's be honest Priya lots of shareholders and investors are demanding uh, diversity and inclusion for organizations before they give businesses money you know and it's part of the whole ESG framework as well you know around are you being representative are you supporting the community, what are you doing in terms of contribution? So 
I do feel that many of these senior leaders have been pushed into this space quicker than they probably would have liked to have been pushed. And there's no longer and no longer can they get away with not really knowing what to do. So a lot of it is pushed into just do the basics, like just send out a campaign, send out some comms. I'll do a little video on Black History Month or Pride Month and that's it. You know, I think, and that's the the kind of top tier, uh, the lower tier before they kind of work up the the top tier. So I know you you led on the chapter around leadership. Was there any key findings for you while you were while you were researching and investigating how we can persuade our leaders to pay a little bit more attention? I, I think a big part of the leadership conversation, as it should be with any program and any initiative that you're running, is you have to start with why it's important why it's important personally to you, uh, why it's important professionally to the organization, and really have that conversation. Because some people, I know that one of the things when we're talking about leadership and talking about the why, the D-E-I-Y, it really was about the fact that some people believe that we should not have this conversation, that we should simply you know, do EDI or DEI because it's the right thing to do. And, and yeah. for, you know, they're not necessarily wrong, but the truth is that any, in order to get the funding and the resources and the time and the, the, the effort from leaders from the top down and from the bottom up in organizations, we need to be very clear on the purpose, the why we're spending our time and effort on various initiatives. And I'd rather have that conversation than not have it. You know, I, I had talked about the fact that, you know, working with a university that relies on that reputation of being extremely multicultural and relies on foreign investment, foreign students coming in in order to drive their bottom line. I worked with a school board that was seeing huge changes demographically in their communities and they weren't attracting students to their their schools because people were afraid that it wasn't diverse enough you know talking to governments that are responsible for policies who have uh, a point of view that is very different than than those individuals whom those policies impact more so more than others and it's all these you know having that conversation about why is this important? Why is it important from a risk and a reputation perspective? You provided a great example, Abita, this morning about that bot that went out on, uh, was it uh, Women's In, Day? or International, like International's Women Day, Women's Day, sorry, where a lot of organizations shared really powerful statements, a bit like Black Lives Matter, I suppose, where they spoke about gender equality and how important gender equality was for them. And then there was a bot that was created on Twitter that basically retweeted their statement and and showcased their gender pay gap and said, if you really care about gender equality, then this is your gender pay gap. And there were so many people that retracted and deleted their statement because they were called out for it. And this is what we mean when we talk about purpose and intention and not trying to be somebody that you're not in an organization and being honest with how much work you've got to do still. And the importance of planning. 
Because the truth is, none of these changes are going to be happening overnight. You're not equal one day and, or not equal one day and equal the next, right? This is, this takes time. It takes effort. It takes changes in processes, takes changes in systems. There is a lot of work that is happening in organizations. And as long when you are caught out in those uh, performative gestures, if, you know, what was interesting to me on Twitter that day was watching how many organizations took their statement down and said nothing versus provided a statement saying, yes, and yeah. this is what we're doing about it. Yeah. And this is how we're fixing it. And this is what we're, this is a plan. And this is, you know, this is how we're holding ourselves accountable for right. this work. And this is what, you know, you said today as well in the conversation around the diversity continuum in terms of, and this will be a chapter in our book as well around where is the organization on this continuum and it's not about you know being perfect you know we speak quite frequently about pro- uh, progress not perfection and it's not about being quiet or silent about this it's about saying to yourselves and to the population that you work with and your stakeholders and your customers that no we're not perfect but we're working towards getting progress and this is how we're doing it and this is how we intend to fix it uh, and we know we've got a while a way to go a little bit, but here's the milestones we have achieved so far. And it's when they do retract statements or when they don't have a solution or when they go, oh, no, well, we, we had this target last year. And we haven't achieved it, but we'll just stretch the target a bit further. People lose faith in, in, in stop believing that you actually genuinely care about inclusion. And what I want to say on this topic as well is that people often confuse inclusion a lot of the times around uh, taking away from others and not paying attention to other uh, other challenges facing the organization and both of us have spoken quite openly about yes there's a lot of noise out there right now and there's lots of concerns around other key areas such as uh, cost of living and climate change and job security and so many other things but if you really think about it it all goes to do I feel included in this organization and can I do I belong and do I feel safe enough to speak up about some of the challenges that are facing me so my organization the people around me can support me to perform and to thrive and to succeed and that my perspective can actually contribute to the innovation and solutions that are going to help solve the problems exactly yeah so if you are sending out newsletters or doing videos around certain awareness months or you you know you will know intuitively whether it is aligned with your you know EDI strategy or is it comms or is it a a comms strategy for EDI you know and somebody shared that with me over the weekend and said is it that the organization has a robust EDI plan with targets and objectives and intention or is it that the comms team has developed a, pl- a, a strategy for EDI uh, the, one, the one organization in Vita that I didn't mention this morning that I've done a lot of research on is what Nike has been doing in this market and and what, looking at their DEI webpage and how they have tracked progress over the last I think five years yeah. And being able to see the changes because they have a plan yeah. and they, they're saying, you know, we're not perfect, but they're, they're getting awfully close. I'll tell yeah. you that it permeates their EDI plan permeates through everything they do internally and externally. 
And you yeah. could see not only see what they're doing visibly, you, they're measuring it. So they're holding themselves accountable and they're saying, this is where we want to be in five years. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if you work for an organization, I honestly don't think you can be 100% perfect because inclusion and equity evolves every single day. And it's just about being ahead of the trend a little bit and being ahead of the challenges that might be happening and being aware, you know, that's step one, like being aware of what's going around you, acknowledging what's going around you and what you're going to do about it. You know, we talk about the four race quite frequently, but it's, you know, pretending to care, as I always say, is so much more dangerous than um, not caring at all. And I would, I would definitely, you know, ask you to think about that because you are, taking people along the journey with you that isn't intentional or isn't going to help them in any way but all you're doing is exploiting them and asking them to share their trauma for the PR benefits of the fact that you want to be seen as doing something and I would highly recommend you to think about it because and we say this to communicators specifically because we are often the ones who are responsible for those channels and we're often the ones who are asked to send out communications or to PR something up or to do a campaign around it. And we do have a responsibility to ask that question of our team and our leaders about what is the intention behind this. And there's an opportunity when we talk about leadership to be that communication leader you aspire to be. Yes. Uh, that communication professionals are compassionate. Yeah. They care about their employees, especially if they're focused on internal. They care about the customers. They care about the communities. In which, in which they work. And that caring is, is parallel. It, it actually works. It connects beautifully to the, the need to include. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, when we do this right, we are doing our organizations, our uh, profession, um, our communities, our customers, and our leaders justice. Yeah. Like we really are doing the right things for the right reasons and making a difference. Yeah. And everyone benefits. And that's the main thing. Everybody benefits if we do this right. So if you enjoyed this conversation or you have thoughts about what we shared today or you disagree with what we shared today, then we want to hear from you. Uh, like I said at the start of this conversation, it's often very quiet when it comes to discussion around inclusion. And I know when I have one to one conversations with people, there's a lot of passion and enthusiasm and questions around this topic. But in a public forum, it's, it's often a little bit more quieter than we would like it to be. And I think it's really important that we feel comfortable with the uncomfortableness of asking questions or being curious, because otherwise we can't move the dial on any of this if we keep some of our thoughts to ourselves when really we need to explore it a bit further to understand why we feel the way we feel. So if you have any questions, any thoughts, then you can always email us at info at leaderlikeme.com. You can DM us on any of our social channels, which is our LinkedIn, Instagram or Twitter at a leader like me. Uh, and also we're hosting our week long diversity in action event from the 7th to the 11th of November. And we've got some incredible speakers who are experts in their field who will be sharing their knowledge on how you can address some challenges that you may be facing in your organization. And we've made the tickets as affordable as possible. And with that ticket, you will get access to Ruchika Tulshian's book, Inclusion on Purpose. She's one of our keynote speakers. Uh, and you'll also get access to a, a safe community where you can learn from others and access resources. And you can also play back some of the sessions as well. So if you do end up missing some or you want to listen back to any of them, 
then there's an opportunity for you to do that as well. So tickets are starting price are from 49, uh, 49 US dollars, sorry, which is around £35 with the exchange rate. It goes up and down in the UK. Uh, but round about that much if it's for, for anyone who works for a charity or not-for-profit uh, and $99 for everybody else. So it's pretty affordable. But if you've got any thoughts, if budget's a problem, then get in touch with Piero, myself, and we can work with you on that. Great. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And uh, we look forward to continuing the conversation. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to a Leader Like Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, then you can find us under A Leader Like Me, or you can send us an email to info at aleaderlikeme.com. And please do leave us a review on any of your podcasting platforms that you listen to our podcast on. Thank you so much.